welcome back to another episode of the social experiment. It is still hey, sweet and Kai. How are you, Kai? Tell the people how you're doing. I am doing okay. Mostly tired, but everything else, you know, can't complain. Same as usual. But yeah, I am doing all right. How are you, Sia? I am surviving. I think, yeah, that, that's it. That's the perfect way. Um, <laughs> we're just surviving and coping and trying to make it through the, uh, the semester, the pandemic. Hopefully we come out alive. Who knows? But yeah, that's, that's it. And today's conversation is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a fun one. And I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. You know? Don't do that. I may not have much to say, but let's see how it goes, guys. Let's see how it goes. Obviously, you do. I think you do. But um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about men maintaining relationships through the distance. So like long, your long distance relationships, but like not only romantic ones, because people usually just think of like the romantic stuff. Romantic relationships. Yeah, like we'll talk about the familial ones and the platonic ones, like our friendships and stuff. And then we might talk about the romantic ones. If we get that, <laughs> if we get that far, guys, if we get that far. <laughs> but yeah, um, question. First question, Kai. Oh God. How yeah. has it been living? Oh yeah, you've you've lived away from your family for a long time now. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So how has that been? And was it hard to transition from like? living with your family to living away from them okay so um yes i have lived away from home for almost seven years now mm. and before i left home i could not wait to get out I was frustrated with everything and everyone, and I just wanted to leave. I just craved a fresh start. But I, so I must say the transition was really difficult. It was very difficult for me because as much as I was over home, <laughs> to put it lightly, as much as I was, fed up as much as I wanted a fresh start. I had never lived away from my sisters. I was very, I'm very close to my sisters. Mm -hmm. So that transition was really hard. I mean, my sisters and I shared the same bedrooms. And so that transition was very difficult. My parents, I miss my dad, he's funny. I miss my mom. I mean, we fight all the time, even when I go home for breaks. But when I leave, there's always this sting, you know, that, that little sting in your heart. I do miss my parents, but I think transitioning from being around my sisters practically all the time, if we're not at school, we went to the same schools, barely saw each other at school. I think we made it that way. But practically spending every moment with them together to being by myself, whilst all three of them were together at the time was a very difficult transition for me. Because I remember my twin sister having a birthday party and I didn't have anything because I was away. And I wasn't home at the time, I was at school. So that was very difficult. I really struggled. I really struggled to be by myself. And especially with the time difference. I mean, with Europe, it was better, but then moving to the US, it was a lot, the time difference, the time gap was a lot wider. Mm -hmm. So that made communication a bit difficult. And then you're at school and school is demanding. IB was very demanding, college was demanding. 
So we went from talking every day to talking once a week, once a month, you know, like the communication got very sparse. I mean, we would text back and forth, but I'm not really a good, um, I don't really keep up with text messages. <laughs> Sia, what is that laugh? What is that giggle? I'm just confirming <laughs> that guys, Kai is the worst texter. We've all grown to, we love her as she is, but we all know you just have to, you let it go. <laughs> I really try like I honestly really try like I would think about like responding and then something gets my attention and then I don't think about like your message I saw it when it came in I was like oh my god I have to respond to see it after work I have to respond to see it sometime today I woke up today I saw the message I still haven't responded It is really hard. I don't know why texting is hard for me, but it is really hard for me to like text. I, I don't know. I prefer to call, but like texting is really hard. So yeah, I'm not the very best texter. So I don't keep up with them every day, but I, I do try to like squeeze in a call here and now, but it hasn't been easy. Like long distance is hard guys for any kind of relationship. Like I know people say once the feelings are there, once you communicate it's still not easy like you still crave that physical intimacy being in the same space having conversations i mean you you and i we're in a long distance relationship we are we really are so see yeah, enough of me rambling about that mm-hmm. how about you how have you so how have you coped and how has your How's your relationship with your family shifted since you left home? And sort of what ways have you found to cope with it to sort of enhance your relationship with them if you did enhance it? Yeah. You get what I'm saying. You get what I'm asking. Yeah. So <laughs> similarly to you, I left, well, I left home like officially. 10 years ago like because I went to boarding school for high school like when I was 13 but I didn't consider that me moving out and me living away from home because I was still in the same country as much as I was still in boarding school and then when college came um, obviously now I'm moving to a whole new other continent time difference like you mentioned and um, what I found was that like I so I'm an only child and it's just my mom and me, but like I have a huge extended family and I spend a lot of time at my grandmother's with all my other cousins and aunts and uncles type thing. Um, and we don't necessarily have a talk all the time type of relationship. Like if we see each other, we see each other. If we don't see each other, we don't. Like most of my family don't even have my phone number. Um, yeah. So it's not that, and it's good that way, thank God. Um, but like... <laughs> It's a thing of, I think I just say my mom and I, most mm-hmm. like that's the most the the person I'm closest to in my family. Um, I think we spoke a lot more when I was away than when I'm back home, right? Yeah. And that I f- I find that that always happens like with people if like you're in the close space you see each other every day it's kind of you don't get stuck in communicating and talking or whatnot but when I was granted yeah yeah that's true when I was at school we used to talk like we used to text back and forth find out how I was doing what I was getting up to even despite the time difference because like that's the whole basis of our relationship like that's the only way you can oh you have basically a long distance relationship you gotta talk so that's what we did. Like my mom and I, we used to talk all the time um, and call and stuff. But when I'm home, literally I can see my mom in the morning and I'll say, morning, cool, cool, cool. And we'll both go back to our rooms. Like mm-hmm. so she'll be doing her own thing or watching TV or anything because she's not at work because they're not working right now with lockdown and stuff. But um, I just see her in the morning and I can go the entire day, the rest of the day without seeing her. And we're like literally in the same house. Um, so it's like that kind of thing where I think 
when you're in the same space with people, you take it for granted that like you guys have to sit down and make time and talk and find out how everyone is doing and what they're getting up to. But as, as soon as you're away, in order to maintain that like bond and have like a relationship, you have to be in constant communication because otherwise then there's nothing there. And that's literally how, yeah, I think that's how it's been for me. And I find that I miss my family. Obviously, I miss them a lot more when I'm away. Like when you leave, because calling, like talking over the phone or texting is all you have, is all you really have, that takes, like that shoots up the least. Like you have to communicate. And then when you're home because you see each other and you're in the same space, I don't know if it's different for other people. Like if they're home, guys, please let us know. Like when you're home with your family now like do you just sit and chat you know like the weirdest thing also like when people would have meals at the table with their family that was something we rarely ever did never done that rarely rarely ever I remember my older sister used to like force issues and do dinners every now and then and like have she would cook special meals and then have all of us sit and eat my mom was actually never at those dinners. She was working, now that I think about it. And then she'd come home and then she'd be like bustling around doing something and then just like snacking. Like she'd come to the table and take something and snack on it, but she wouldn't really sit at the table. Mm-hmm. My dad sort of, I guess, humored us and he would sit at the table and then we'd all sit. But that rarely ever happened. Like for the first majority part of my childhood growing up I don't think I ever sat down at the same table to have a meal with my parents everyone had different schedules we got off school at different times my mom worked my dad worked so everybody was at home at different times and we just ate when we're hungry you know like yeah it's one of the I guess well not culture shock necessarily being here but I was like oh so you all really must have dinner every day at the table like is that what it is but yeah I don't know I guess cultural differences who knows but we never got that like we never did things like that we were all as you say everyone had their own schedule and we're all up to whatever we were up to and we barely spend time together like even now when we go home, mm-hmm. like I remember my older sister and I were home at the same time and she was off doing her own thing with her friends. We would literally have to meet up at a place, like a, at a club or something for us to like maybe even see, see each other while we were home. So I don't know. But then when you leave, it's like you always want to, I always want to be on the phone with them because they're not there. Yeah, I think it's just a longing or like for some familiar place like a place of safety and stability especially when you're in the U.S. town because things are rough out here (laughs) you (laughs) you miss your people (laughs) that's why it's like easier but also I just think families also come with a lot of drama and like sometimes I avoid talking to my family because I'm just avoiding the type of conversations that we will have to have because then a lot of things there so I'd rather just keep to myself when I'm here because when I'm away you also asking me things like how's school how's this how's this it's very like structured it's not like yeah things so like once I'm here and you're saying a lot of things that obviously I do not agree with and we're constantly having tension I'd rather just keep to myself and not talk because there's just a whole lot of drama and unpacking that we need to do Um, And I just don't want to put myself through that. Like sometimes I just, I see the conversations that are happening. I listen and I'm like, I am choosing peace today and I'm not going to focus at all today. (laughs) So I will just go to because I am choosing not to engage in this conversation. And there's a whole lot of that. And like some, (laughs) there was actually a tweet that was like family, like long distance relationships only work with family actually that makes so much sense oh my god it's like no it's not like it's working well like long distance with family works well yeah like I feel like long distance relationships were meant for like familiar relationships 
Because things are like smooth, you barely fight. Exactly. You know, you, you can take, you can take, you can remove yourself from whatever conflict quite easily. You just have to like hang up the phone. I have pretended I've had network issues when I don't just mm. to get a phone. You know, like you can get away with pretty much anything. And like there's little opportunities, very minimum, minimal opportunities for like conflict when you're away yeah. which is not the same as when you're back home but something you mentioned that I actually wanted to ask so when we're talking about like distance okay mm-hmm. us being here and parents and family being back home or friends being back home right mm-hmm. but then there's also this distance so when you leave home and you come to particularly college high school maybe not so much yeah. But in college, after a year or two in college, it is almost as if the distance is not just physical anymore. Yes. I don't know if you've noticed, but even when you go back home, there somehow is always this distance between yourself and the people you know back home. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know why, I think when you're talking about having conversations and choosing peace, having conversations and, you know, like hearing or listening and in, listening into conversations and you're just like, okay, this is just not for me. Let me just sit down and be quiet kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I think that has to do like pe- growth, I guess, like growing out of certain ideas and learning certain ways, yeah. which some only well not only which sometimes happen okay let me rephrase which tends to happen when you remove yourself from home Mm. kind of thing I don't know if I'm making sense here like I have you know what I'm saying it's like it's not just with family even with friends back home yeah I still feel alienated from them even when we're at home even when we're hanging out yeah there's some, there's this distance between us that not even being in the same room, in the same space can fix. I get that. Yeah. And I, I totally agree because like, okay, yeah, let's get into like platonic friends and stuff. And okay. um, like, there's this, I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about because I have experienced it. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way of like, putting it and that's what I'm struggling with but yeah continue yeah because okay here's a question while we're working okay. on way around that do you still keep how much contact do you have with the friends that you had back home or has that like relationship been strained or do you guys still keep in contact okay so I did not have a lot of friends when I was back home Mm-hmm. the one friend I had well I had a couple of friends that I was very close to a few friends that I was couple a couple that I was close to and then all my other friends or acquaintances are through people I know either my sister's friends or things like that mm-hmm. but in terms of people I actually have conversation with I will say three I used to have three the fact that I can count. Okay. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. So of the three, one of them we had a total falling out, mm. which was due to I it was partly my fault. I would own up to what I did. I sort of distanced myself, but it wasn't because I didn't want her to be my friend anymore. It was because I was going through certain things that I was humiliated by, things that I was embarrassed of, mm-hmm. that I didn't want her to know. I didn't know how to communicate those things to her. And I sort of isolated. So I was having mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to talk. I didn't even know how to explain it to myself back then. I didn't have the language for it. So I didn't know what to tell her. So I sort of distanced myself. 
And I think it's also one of those things where I was really struggling and I didn't want to be around people because I thought of myself as a failure. I thought of my problems as sort of a failure, a testament of my failure. And I didn't want to be around anyone. I didn't want anyone to see that or notice anything. So mm-hmm. I distanced myself and it wasn't just from her. It was from my family as well. Yeah. And, um, but she didn't see it that way. And it is like, well, rightfully so, because there was no explanation or nothing. I just went silent for a while, a really long while. And then when I went back home, I caught up with other people. And I think mostly it was just a whole bunch of miscommunication. But that I think is one of the friendships that I lost that I was actually heartbroken by. Like I didn't know you could be heartbroken from losing a friend, mm-hmm. but I was genuinely heartbroken by that because when, and to this day I still miss her. Like there's certain things I think of a certain things that are happening. I was like, I really like, she's the one person I would want to talk to, but we're no longer friends and I have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things where people say it is okay if your way of like, or when you're struggling with mental health issues, you know, people tend to like distance themselves or everything like that, but you cannot expect the other person to wait around. Yeah wait around and not feel hurt by it or be like as understanding and with you know welcome you back with open arms it doesn't work that way so it's one of the things where I've had to accept it doesn't work that way and I have to deal with the loss Mm -hmm. the other friendship very strange (laughs) I'm not (laughs) I'm not laughing I'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry so the other friendship, very strained, but I actually decided to pull away from that friendship. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily, because you know, like mental health issues, you deal with them, you go to therapy, you're dealing with it. it you, I, I'm not in the pits as I was, like I'm, I'm much better now. And, but I decided I made a conscious decision to pull away from that friendship because I did not feel like it was, my efforts were being reciprocated. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It was more so, it just seemed superficial. And I think it's one of those friendships that I held on to because of the length of time I had known the person for. But mm-hmm. that, I she takes our friendship for granted and yada 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 and I'm just like I am not sure if I want to keep putting time and effort into that so I've been pulling away that relationship is strained now my other friend Lydia who you know mm-hmm. we actually make the long distance work and it has been going good I'm asking because like for me it's been harder to... Also, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Lydia left though. She left with me. Yeah. But I agree with you that in terms of whether it's friends or acquaintances, I think yes, the relationships are strained. We barely can find anything to talk about now. Yeah. Or any sort of what is it? Com- what is commonalities? What, what is common it? Ground? What? Common ground? Yes. That's what I'm. That's what I'm... <laughs> You know, I agree because like what I found for me is that the friends I used to, well, I didn't have that many friends just like you back here at home um, because most of the friends I made in high school were not from Swaziland, so to speak. So um, I, the friends that I have here are my friends from primary school and that was like years ago. And obviously we've grown so much over the years that right now it's like, I'm trying to relate back to childhood CA who was, I don't know, 10, 9, 11, you know? So it's like harder to like build those relationships when like, even in high school, we were not necessarily that close because I had my high school friends who I was closer to and they're not from the country and they went away to college. And I found that like, so yeah, so like I barely have friends here in this country, except my friends who either I went to high school with 
or they also studied abroad somewhere yeah. and that is because of the fact that like I don't know why and, and I think it's a thing of like for for a long time we didn't spend we don't spend enough time at home to form solid relationships with people over here like we come in and out type of thing right so most of the things that are happening most of the the things that bind people together this side we're not up to date with them like we're not up to speed we don't know the hottest happening new things we don't know the hottest yeah. happening new people so like that part of like I guess I want to call it pop culture we're not familiar with because we're not around much to experience this and therefore you yeah. get left out a lot out of those conversations and then it creates yeah. that distance with the people that stay here and experience all of that and you coming in for a short period of time and that's like that's honestly and you can't expect the people that are here to all of a sudden not accommodate accommodate you yeah that's yeah and yeah explain the joke explain every slang like yeah so obviously there is going to be that divide I guess and I found that it's easier for me to maintain um relation like long distance relationships with my friends who are either studying abroad as well like somewhere in the U.S. like most of my friends are somewhere in the U.S. we didn't necessarily go to the same school together but we can relate and because our experiences are similar and we're like kind of all isolated in some way and we have that in common and we can like have that shared I don't know experience yeah experience kind of thing so like yeah so like it's been easier for me to maintain those long distance relationships in that way like that form Mm -hmm. as opposed to like my long distance relationships with friends that are still here at home yeah and so okay so I want to say I think it is okay that friends or people outgrow each other I think it happens and I think it is okay so I think it's also a thing of I I know and I recognize that I am completely different from who I was seven years ago five years ago four years ago even last year bitch I'm a totally exactly Like there are certain things I would sit and think about and reflect on and I would cringe, like things I have done or said or ways I used to think and I would cringe, like, ugh. But you know, we appreciate and thank God for the growth. Oh, love to see it. (laughs) Exactly. But I think what that comes with though, so I find myself being more, I don't know how to say this. Like there are certain things I won't budge on now. There are certain things I will not compromise on. There are certain things I just won't turn deaf ears to. Mm-hmm. Not like I would. There are certain things I have the language for, hence sort of the, a way to understand certain things that happen to me or certain things I see other people experience that I understand better now because of, again, the people I've either spoken to being at school or like friends new friends I've made you know like different experiences learning from different people learning from different books and all, all of that mm-hmm. and so there's certain ideals a certain I don't want to say values but they're just certain things that I'm not going to compromise on being yeah. the person I am now I know going down the line in the future, things will change, you know, like you, you always, you're, you're always growing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a lot more mature now than I used to be. I'm a lot more confident now than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And now I actually do tend to speak up. Some, mm-hmm. I, I, I still peek and choose my battles. Like I'm not saying anything to everyone or saying everything to everyone. I still pick and choose where I say certain things or who I say certain things to or when I decide to like shut stuff down or like 
say what I think about something. I, I still do pick and choose because I do think there's a right, there's a place and a time for everything. Yeah, truly. But they're just like certain behaviors I won't tolerate. And I am okay. I've gotten to the point where I am okay with losing people over that. Mm -hmm. They're just like certain behaviors, certain notions people have where it's like, I am okay if you're no longer in my life, if you choose to and continue to behave this way. Mm. And I think that can get a bit alienating, I guess. Definitely. And if as my friend, you see certain behavior, if certain behaviors are okay to you, or you see no problem with them, now I see a problem with you kind of thing. So that like there, there were those tensions yeah and it's like it can get very alienating because you would be surprised to be by the amount of people who do certain things but or who normalize certain behaviors but i i don't know i think that is where the tension mostly comes for me because i think they also in like they've also experienced their own growth they've also experienced they have their own experiences. I have mine. We've grown in different directions, I would say. And sometimes it's just hard to find that common ground. Mm. Because again, as I said, there's just certain things I am not, I am not willing to compromise on. I don't know if it's a, it's a, if it's a fault of mine or, or what, I, I don't know. But like, the, I just, I just won't. Yeah, and that makes sense. It's just a lot of that happening and that can get very lonely, I guess. It's like you're being around people, but you're not really, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I don't know. Yeah, and I agree. And the like whole thing of like the things that we hold valuable kind of like either bring us together or tear us apart because yeah. our values are different and if we're growing in different directions then there's nothing for us to connect on you know and yeah that, that just means yeah. even like our conversations will be so surface level um yeah. I remember when I decided to I think this was like last year December I I got to the point where I realized that whenever I came back home I'd be the one who would text people like oh let's do drinks or let's do lunch or let's do this you know mm -hmm. rightfully so because maybe I was the one who left type of thing but also carrying that guilt of always being the person who leaves I'm just so sick and tired of it um but yeah I, I realized that I was constantly the person reaching out and yeah. making these plans with people and trying to salvage relationships or like salvage yeah. connections that I knew used to be there or whatever. So, and then when I came home last, not, not last December, what am I saying? 2019, um, I was, I decided that I wouldn't do that, right? And I was like, nah, let me just chill out and see who will reach out to me, you know? to salvage any connection that we used to have because I'm so tired of being the one who does that first I just realized that like it's okay to start from zero I guess um even now since when did I come home last March mm -hmm. I only from yeah, no. And then since last March, I haven't been doing, oh, let's do this, let's do this. I haven't been that person. Maybe also because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but like I've had opportunities to do that. And I was, I chose not to because I was like, no, I'm not that person anymore. And if people want to salvage anything with me or feel like there's a relationship worth um, pouring into with me, they will reach out to me as well because I've done a lot of that already so I'm comfortable with the distance and the alienation and the isolation now um and thankfully I have some stable friends like three four of them um yeah. <laughs> not too many 
So I do have those people that I can call on and I can depend on and we can have some fun together. Um, but also with them, it's a relationship that has been through the distance. And we've, okay, yeah, honestly, let me ask you this. Um, in terms of, um, what, what do you call this? In terms of the long distance friendships that have worked, for you, what do you think has made them work? Hmm. I think communication, first and foremost. Yeah. I think a level of maturity, another thing. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, Lydia and I would go two weeks without talking to each other, sometimes three, maybe not that long. But I mean, there's a level of understanding that mm -hmm. we have individual lives, individual responsibilities. She's at school, she's working part-time. I'm working in sort of working on applications, trying to get to school again, trying to get back to school. So I think also understanding that if she or I does not respond because you guys as well, I would consider you like long distance relationships. Like just this understanding that if I text you and you don't respond, you're not doing it out of malice or you're yeah. not trying to ignore me. You're probably just occupied with something at the moment. And when you get a chance, you'll get back to me. I don't think a lot of people, well, the people I encounter, I don't think, I, I don't think they get that. Yeah. I, I feel like that is like the most, con, con, is it? <laughs> That's like the primary point of tension for us. Um, they just think I'm blowing them off and just always busy, yada, 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 or think I am, I don't want to say they think I am better than them because they they've never said that to me. But in terms of thinking, oh, you're always busy, you're probably just trying to blow me off or something like that and just not understanding that no, I really just have a lot on my plate to figure out now. Mm -hmm. And I do get downtime. But when I get that downtime once a you week or once every two weeks, I don't want to be on the phone. I just want to shut my eyes and sleep. Because mm -hmm. nine out of 10 times, I probably have just been taking cat naps for the past week. And I've just been like, you know, drowning in work or like preoccupied with work. So I think there's that. So I think there's a level of maturity that comes to like understanding that like people have lives and they have their own responsibilities. And just because my friend is not texting me today does not mean she's ignoring our friendship or doesn't take our friendship seriously. Or if she says, I'm busy, I'll get back to you. Does not mean she's blowing me off. It means she is busy and she will get back to me when she gets a chance. But I, I do think communication has been a big part of it. And the conversations we have when we communicate. So when I usually say, I, I, I don't know, I think my sisters would usually think, or maybe I'm just like putting words into their mouth, that, oh, when I say having meaningful conversations, I mean just talking about like woke things. Let me just put that lightly. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, like my friends and I talk about almost anything and everything like it's versatile you know like we hang out and like it's have a very funny and like I don't know I really don't know how to put it it's like my friends and I the people I call friends now are not we're not always talking about intellectual poli identity politics so like yeah. migration policies you know what I'm saying it's like no we're not always like talking about that or talking like that like some days we just talk about, I don't want to talk about what we talk about, but y'all get the drift. <laughs> it's just raggedy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like some days it's calm and collected, other days it's just gin and tonic and raggediness. And that's okay. But it's like, I, I don't know, like the conversation just flows. The point is it just flows, whatever it is we're talking about, it just flows. It's just a lot of laughter a lot of like dragging, we, we actually tend to be very mean to each other. 
But it's out of love, Kay. <laughs> but it's also not things that are like at someone's insecurity. We don't do that because like it's not out of madness or whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's always respectful. I, I like that. And honest, you know, like it's always respectful and honest. And just like, I don't know, like my friends now like work, like the friendships work. And I like, huh? I'm saying I agree that like there's like a common understanding that like everyone is busy with something and we'll reconvene when we get the time. And just because we haven't in like a week or two weeks or three weeks, it doesn't mean like there's something that bad that is happening or there's some tension in the air or whatever it's just when we and you know like sometimes we don't talk for a long time but we'll be sending each other those funny memes on twitter and yeah. just that's, <laughs> yeah. that's our check-in that's also a way of communicating that's a way of checking in like y'all see this exactly like, but you see like the things like that as well or like simone will sell funny tiktok videos but it's also like understanding and like affording our friends space when they need it like when simone was in a dump she's like guys i need the weekend to myself i don't need y'all bothering me i just need time to myself and that was okay our girl bounced back she regrouped and she came back i mean minus the occasional check-in like one time we all afforded her her space, you know, like just those common understandings that because we're all our own separate individuals, we, we all have things to deal with and it's okay. And we also went from talking like what, every week? Yeah. Like I remember we used to have Zoom calls like almost nearly every weekend with the book club and with just like raggediness. Yeah. And now what, we haven't had a Zoom call in like a month or two actually in a, while. in a while yeah i mean we have one coming up on valentine's day so hopefully we get to catch up then because you see we're not dating anyone so here we are planning zoom calls for valentine's day all the sad <laughs> girls are uniting on zoom <laughs> we are <laughs> <sighs> Oh my God, I am actually looking forward to that Zoom call. I am going to come up with discussion points. Yeah. I'm okay. actually looking forward to that. But yes, guys, Um, so see now to romantic relationships. When it comes to romantic long distance relationships, I think they require so much more time and effort than all the other ones because you can kind of cheat code like with your friends. You can like... Yeah you can cheat code with your family like type of thing you can but this one needs you to be very intentional even like your scheduling needs to be so on point and so in sync that like you guys can find time to have meaningful conversations that actually help you build and ground your relationship and I don't know how many nudes you're going to send I don't know like they're just there has to be a lot that you do as opposed to all the other ones. Because Kai and I in our friendship, we can sit and Zoom call on FaceTime and laugh and chat and that's it. Like we've done our part, we feel fulfilled. We're like, oh good, my friend and I are happy. With <laughs> but with your partner, there's no, like, I don't know, man. It's just a whole other different ball game. Already relationships are so expensive in their own. And if you, you need to find ways to spice it up, you have to be delivering gifts to your person to show you that, oh, I thought about you the other day, you know? So you buy them surprise gifts. You have to be like, just constantly performing and on the roll. And oh my performance of it all. Exactly. And it just it feels like so much more work than anything else and it's like if I already have so much on my plate I can't squeeze you in I'm sorry you know and especially if there's no like deadline to like when I'm going to see you again also now we're in a pandemic and all these talking stages are, are struggling because we don't know when we're gonna go yeah. <laughs> like where do you even go on a date because exactly. outside is safe <laughs> 
it's like so hard it's so hard so hard different places are having curfews at 11 p.m 5 p.m depending on where you are like where do you even go and do you even want to go anywhere again covid so sorry for that interruption but yeah also like another thing i think is in terms of like attachment styles um and all of that fun stuff and learning about your attachment styles i think as people as much as we would like to think we're the same in our friendships as opposed to our romantic relationships and partnerships we attach to people differently and therefore that makes like our attachment styles determine how we react to certain situations and all of that good stuff so like if like for instance me myself i'm like the fearfully avoidant type right and that's also because like i approach relationships with an expiration date which is not a good thing to do and um i'm very pessimistic when it comes to romantic relationships but that comes with um me wanting to text all the time me wanting to talk to you and call you all the time me wanting to be all up in your face all the time right and yeah and I don't know like I've had to like I'm trying to check myself with all the past things that I used to do that I do not like about myself like i.e being a possessive lover I think I want to give my partner the freedom to do whatever they want to do and still trust that whatever we have is still solid and strong or cool but um just like I do with my friendships like um okay so I think the expectations you're talking about um that we tend to have for romantic partnerships that we don't necessarily have for our friendships or familial relationships come from the way we think about romantic partners Mm. from sort of the importance we're taught to put on romantic relationships as opposed to other kinds of partnerships or relationships and sort of the significance that is placed on romantic partnerships and relationships. So I think that that is where the expectations stem from. Now, are those expectations fair? Well, no, they're not. Hell no. Uh, You know, it's okay for your boyfriend to not text you or like have a call or like engage in like a back and forth text with you for a day. They could be busy. They could have other engagements they want to get to, same as you do. And it is also okay that you guys talk every day if that's your thing. Yeah. And also realizing that people are different and of course when you do like somebody and when you've established you're in a relationship you do want to sort of talk especially if it's long distance because that makes it a whole lot trickier too because really all you do have is talking (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's all you can hold on to (laughs) that is the basis of your relationship that sucks because I don't care if y'all talk for 12 hours a day, it is not just going to fill the gap that the physical intimacy leaves. Girl, 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 girl. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do. <laughs> Which is why I think most of them fail because it's not even like a testament to like the love you guys have for each other or the respect or whatever, the connection. But it's also just the fact that it's that much more harder to maintain that relationship and that bond through the distance when, especially if like you guys moved, like if you guys were together for a very long time and then you had to move. But also, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... It, it, and I think it, there's, there's that component as well where 
there's just this gap, which then results in just this state of almost eternal longing. It doesn't matter if he responds quick or if he doesn't. The every respond. day I miss you. The every day I wanna see you. I can't wait to see her day. Girl. <laughs> so disclaimer, guys. Long distance relationships have never worked for me. Ever. And <laughs> hectic never it's never worked for me so i'm not going to sit here and pretend i have the answers because i don't clearly it hasn't worked for me <laughs> so you can deduce from that <laughs> but what i can say though is that i also have never given it a fair attempt to try quite frankly there hasn't been much of a love life guys there hasn't been much that. and uh, but when you do have folks you're talking to, I wouldn't say I'm in a situationship. I am talking to someone. So the time constraints and we don't get to talk every day. I also have two jobs that are in one volunteer position. I volunteer as well in my spare time. I do book clubs in my spare time. I have to talk to my friends in my spare time. It's just a lot of activities going around for the spare time. <laughs> so it has not been easy. And as Sia said, there's just so many I miss yous and I want to see you that I can foster. So that puts a strain on things. But I think it is really important that we communicate but also realize that life happens and life tends to get in the way. And honestly, guys, I also see, I also have a question because it's like, how do you even go through the top? Like, I don't even know how to ask this question. Ask it, ask it, what is it? Because like, how does, because life does get in the way because like the talking stage is just even weird. I hate the talking stage so much. Um, I read it and it's because okay so like okay the one long distance relationship that I've had didn't work out either from there I vowed never to do a long distance in like romantic relationship ever again after that didn't work out for me because I was like, just like I have said, there's only so many unmissies we can like talk about. And I actually, before we get to your question, I wanted to say how like, so distance, I realized how distance, I noticed how distance has stopped me a lot from forming or looking for any kind of romantic partnership in the past, I don't know what, three years, right? Like I didn't also like, just because I also wasn't just interested in boys for a very long time, I was just over that. So I don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> guys, for you guys who can't see, Kai is giving me a look. But anyway. <laughs> I am um, not going to say anything. I didn't plan on saying anything and I wasn't giving you a look. You're overthinking this. Okay, so I, I realized stuff. I realized that like, so I wasn't putting myself <laughs> in a position to try any like romantic partnership or look for anything type thing from any, like something that would lead to something with anyone because I was like, I'm never in any place long enough because I'd vowed not to try long distance relationships. So I was like, since I'm not, never in a place long enough to actually form a solid connection, I'm not gonna put myself in that position where now I have to be falling for you, now I have to be in my feelings and now I have to pack my two suitcases and go home. And then, you know, like that whole moving up and down. It's the two suitcases for me. 23 pounds each. <laughs> no, 23 kilos each. Well, that's been our life 
for the longest time. So I'm like, I'm not trying to put myself in a position where now I'm home and now I have to start saying I miss you. I don't want that. Like if I'm dating, <laughs> if I'm dating, we have to be in the same space. I have to see you when I want to see you. And now I'm spinning. You really are spinning. But so I think this is a conversation for another day because I was just going to say, can we just talk about the whole being in the diaspora thing, studying abroad thing, like the dent that puts on relationships, especially if we're talking about romantic relationships, the part where you're not in a place long enough to form any meaningful bonds or just the fear of forming meaningful knowing that it's going to end there's literally an expiration date to whatever connection you're forming especially when it's, it's a struggle being abroad and knowing i want to live back home so I tend to push everyone away whilst I'm here because I know it's temporary. Yeah, oh. no, this can be a conversation for another. Let's let's keep it for another episode somewhere, somewhere down the line. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying um, finding the time. I think yours was about finding the time. Things get so it, it's not just that. I, I do like I agree with everything you're saying. Um, because sorry i just had a i just had a notification i and i think time is also one thing but also i don't know i really don't have any advice to give guys cuz really, like long distance just hasn't worked for me and I don't think that is a testament on the love I had for the person or anything along the lines of that. I don't think it has to do with that. I just think it just gets exhausting. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing as well. I think. Um, as I, as, I hope I can see you. I wish you were here. I mean, how many times do I have to say that? <laughs> and then just. <laughs> You're finishing me. Um, yeah, no, it definitely gets exhausting because especially, okay, so like what I'm finding now, especially when, like it's easier when you can plan, you know, a meeting date. So you know what you're working with. If you can say, okay, we see each other once a month. I think if, or like we see each other, we can fly to each other, we can travel to each other, those type of things. And those require so much money. Like you can't just willy-nilly be- How am I going to, like, that's what I was saying. Like, it depends also on where you are. Like if your boyfriend is in South Africa, okay. And I'm in Swaziland, okay. We can see each other once a month. How am I going to be in America boyfriend is somewhere on the continent or somewhere in europe yeah i'll go what's a month more like once a year exactly <laughs> so it's like at that point is there even should you even try I, you know it's like, do you even try like when you know that like i know that i cannot afford to see you twice or three times a year yeah do I even want to even continue this? Is the, am I willing to keep this going? And are you willing to keep this going? Is it going to be an open relationship or not? And my thing has just been like for the longest time, the fact that like also my plans change in like a span of three months. Yeah. I could be saying I'm going back home. I'm coming back home. I could be saying I'm going to the US and then three months down the line, I've changed my mind, I'm going to the UK or something else that I came along, now I'm going to the UK. I'm like, I don't wanna put someone else's child through that. Like my life is all over the place. I'm not grounded anywhere. And I don't want to have a relationship be the shit that grounds me, that can never ground me. So I'm gonna go and you're gonna have to be comfortable with that kind of life with Sia who is all over the place, who can go wherever, whenever, you know, whatever calls. And it's just like, it's harder on the person. And I've just been like, nah, I just, 
I mean, that's on top of all the negotiations that have to happen with dating. Because I'm very strong-headed. Exactly. There's also that. And now, as you're saying, like, I don't feel grounded anywhere. It doesn't matter where I have an, like, a, like I could literally up and leave today and decide to be back in New York State and exactly. decide to go home. Like, I have nothing tying me down anywhere. Like, even when you think about jobs and everything, like, I can decide to leave my job if an opportunity comes. The thing is, my loyalties lie back home. That is where I feel the most grounded. Mm -hmm. But even home hasn't been home for me in the past year. Mm -hmm. Like, I am still shocked by the fact that I didn't go home this December and I felt nothing. <laughs> I am so shocked by the fact that I have a ticket for April. I am probably just going to postpone because I don't want to be home in April. Mm -hmm. Or that I had planned to go home in September and now I'm thinking of going to Kenya instead. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Like, I... I just don't have anything at the moment grounding me anywhere. Yeah. Because I realize jobs aren't enough to ground you somewhere. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether I have an apartment now, I can always get an apartment elsewhere. Like I can always get up and go and I will feel nothing. And I just don't want to have to have something meaningful with anyone here and I know in the next few months I may not even be here mm. so like that is just a lot of heartache that I just don't want <laughs> or what is it I don't even I don't even know it's just a lot that I just don't want to deal with yeah. so I might as well stay I might as well just be, yeah, I don't know, I'll just have my friends, you know, like just have my friends and everything else is just up in the air. It's which so again, the, which again, the bigger question is why even with my scattered life, we can manage friendships, but we cannot manage romantic relationships. That is a chat for another day, honestly, truly. <laughs> this is turning out to be a therapy session. <laughs> it is, it's a question. Like, we've given all these reasons why the romantic relationships are just not, just not working. But why is it we can maintain all other kinds of relationships? But we have all these reasons for romantic relationships. I mean, the context hasn't changed. We're still all over the place. But we tend to take the friends with, I don't know. Uh, I think I think this is probably a you and me problem, first of all. <laughs> to put it honestly, this is probably a you and me problem. Because I think other people would use the little time that they have to enjoy that situation, whereas you and I would use that little time to overthink the situation <laughs> and, and end up shutting ourselves out of that. So I think so too. Look, at this point, I'm really, I think this is what I have to say. I am curious in what you guys have to say. Like, I just want to hear about your experiences if you've ever tried long distance or if you're currently in a long distance relationship I I just want to I just want to know I'm curious I'm nosy I'm trying to be nosy here guys humor me just let me I, I just want to know what other people what others experiences have been and is this just this just a see and me problem is it just our outlook and things and I just thinking ways I want to know what you guys think Honestly, truly, I think so. The, which is why now, mark my words, I'm going to enjoy this talking stage. It's got to work. Bye, guys. Thank you guys for listening.
Yeah, that's not how we ended. So, guys. <laughs> so, you've heard us rambling on and on about making long-distance relationships work and what our experiences have been, whether it's with family or friends or the romantic relationships we currently do not have. And I am just curious to know what your experiences have been. What you, oh, look at me, I can't even speak. What your experiences have been and sort of how you've navigated that if you had a chance to be away from home or if you found yourself in some form way or the other in a long distance relationship I just we would like to know we'd like to know how you've navigated that how are you coping with it and how did it work out if if you're willing to share but yes it's been a lovely time again chatting with you all and with Sia of course I think this is where we say goodbye.